At first glance, you might not think superheroes have a lot to do with sadness. After all, superheroes like Wonder Woman and She-Hulk are usually stronger and bigger and more resilient than us mere mortals. But as writer-comedian and former therapist Emily V. Gordon points out, superheroes are usually made more heroic because they have some sort of weakness. Emily's book, Super You, Released Your Inner Superhero, came out from Seal Press last fall. It's a self-help sort of book that revolves around the idea of using superheroes to help us become better, healthier versions of ourselves. You might also know Emily from the very popular podcast Indoor Kids, which she co-hosts with her husband, Kumail Nanjiani. So, Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for making time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, So your book, Super You, is all about how superheroes relate to self-care. And it's basically the gist of your book is is pointing out how superheroes don't start from glorious beginnings. Instead, the superheroes, which we tend to think of as like perfect idols, are deeply flawed. And that's part of what's good about them. Yeah, absolutely. I think I had kind of wanted to write a some sort of a self-help book for a while. But I think what always bugged me about it is the idea that self-help to me, because I'm kind of a rebellious uh <laughs> A rebellious girl who doesn't like to be told what to do. To me, when I heard self-help, I always thought, well, okay, well, that means I'm not good enough. Okay, well, well, screw that. I hate that. So I started kind of trying to think of self-help, self-help in a way of like accepting yourself where you are, accepting who you are, but then also realizing that all of us can always make improvements. All of us can always be upgrading ourselves. Um, and that's kind of one of the many ways that I started thinking about superheroes is a good, uh, a good place to start this book and a good framework for the book. So let's talk about some superheroes. And see, it's so funny because our cultural conception of superheroes is that they're strong, that they're invincible, um, that, you know, they're superhumans, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But as you point out, like, they all have flaws. So let's just walk through some some of them that you mentioned in your book. Um, Let's start with Catwoman. So tell us about Catwoman's flaws and how they help her uh, as a person and as a as a crime fighter. Well, I think Catwoman, uh, she's kind of uh, a little secretive. She's a little uh, not trusting of people. She is a thief. I mean, <laughs> it's her, her basics uh, are that she is a thief. That's what she does. But uh, she kind of uses those, those flaws and finds a way to kind of reimagine them and create this other version of herself, which I always uh, had a lot of respect for. And also, she looks, she looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love her outfit. Uh, though the the Halle Berry movie, I don't know, took took it a little too far in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I did not watch that movie. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about uh, probably the most famous female superhero, Wonder Woman, who's obviously an Amazon. She's got her lasso of truth. But what are Wonder Woman's flaws, and how does that help her? Well, they always say that Wonder Woman's biggest weakness is her compassion uh, for others. Um, and what I love about, and, and the basics are, there are several Wonder Woman, uh, origin stories, but the, the kind of basic one, uh, a man named Steve crashes his plane on, uh, the island where she is. She finds him, nurses him back to health, and then goes with him back to where he's from, which is America, of course, um, to help kind of fight crime there. And she goes back with him because she's in love with him. But then when she gets to earth she's like well i guess she's always yeah when she gets to america she's like well okay this place is screwed up i kind of need to stay and and help out so her compassion for steve and her love for steve is what got her out of the like away from the amazonian tribe and kind of got her um with us but 
it's her compassion for people that became her biggest strength and, and got her to start fighting crime. And I, I really love that because I do think, especially for women, our compassion and our sensitivity for those of us that have it and those of us who, you know, have like emotions and are very expressive with our emotions is seen as a negative, but it's not a negative. Um, and I like that Wonder Woman, even back then, was kind of reframing it and, and using it in a different way. Right. So some people say that compassion is her biggest weakness, but actually it's a real strength of her character and it's a way that she becomes a superhero is is through compassion. Absolutely. Now, we don't need to talk about her her wristlets that when when a man binds her wristlets together, she loses all of her powers. That's let's not even worry about that. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about it. Uh... So so you couldn't find a silver lining in that flaw. <laughs> tough one. I was like, what even does that mean? So I was like, oh, let's uh, not address that one so much. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about Wonder Woman is that her primary weapon is a lasso of truth that like to get out of trouble to fight danger. You don't need a gun. You don't need violence. You just need brutal honesty. Yeah, it's kind of great. It's a little Doctor Who-ish, uh, obviously a Doctor Who came way later of like, no, you don't actually need violence. You can just use like your brains and you can use what you've got around you and you can get out of any jam and kind of solve anything. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about how reading comics made you feel more okay with weakness and difference and being screwed up sometimes. I think it's interesting. I, uh, I haven't always been a huge, huge comic book fan. I run a stand-up comedy show in a comic book store, and I have for five years now. So that was my first. Uh, I've kind of I've been a nerd my whole life. Uh, but being in a comic book store constantly for five years has been a really interesting, uh, a really interesting experience because I realized, like, oh, these are all, we're all, somehow there's something that's attracted all of us to this place. What is it? What's, why are we all here? I'm really interested in, like, crowd dynamics and why, like, a group of people gather for anything whatsoever. Um, and I do feel like comic books, I think the people who read comic books, it's like, these secretive stories, it's, it's stories that you can tell yourself, it's a, a story that you can tell yourself that maybe doesn't have the best uh, most positive beginning, but it's people kind of making the best with what they've been dealt, the hand they've been dealt. Batman's the kind of the best example of that to me. Like he watched his parents be murdered in front of him. If he ended up, you know, being an alcoholic who was homeless and couldn't find a job and couldn't get a shit together because he saw this traumatic thing, you'd be like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense. But he kind of made this choice to, to rise above that. Yeah, so some of your interest in this and some of your way that you got started on this book is actually through your work as a therapist. And yeah, you, yeah, you write in Super You, your book, um, that you used to work as a therapist at a facility for young men who were removed from their homes because of behavioral problems. Yes. And can you talk about how working at that facility and having this and this, and the boys that you worked with, their thoughts on comics helped lead you toward this idea that actually superheroes' um, strengths are their weaknesses? the boys would kind of stay there for a year at a time. So I had these guys for longer than like, you know, just a couple of weeks. So we really kind of got to explore a lot of different things. And um, one day I just had them uh, make, do a thing where I was like, okay, draw yourself as a superhero. Nothing else, no other instruction, just draw yourself as a superhero. And they all loved that. And they had all these crazy weapons and all this insane armor. Um, And we'd already been talking about obviously a lot of therapeutic stuff, but with young boys, you often kind of have to slip in the back door. So I was like, okay, well, all this stuff, all the equipment that you've drawn on your superhero, tell me what it represents as far as like your emotional well-being and the tools that you're learning while you're here. And it, I suddenly got them to talk about coping skills and talk about their strengths and even talk about some of their weaknesses in a way that they would not have been able to verbalize to me 
if I just said, hey, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Um, because it kind of was tricking them of like, hey, it's not just that you're like a, a person that doesn't have all the parts you need or a person who's got this problem and this problem. You're like this superhero and you've got this tricked out suit. And as much as you can objectively just lay it out and talk about what's going on on your superhero suit and how that relates to you, I got them to open up uh, about themselves in ways that they kind of hadn't before. Okay, so let's get deep. So if you were a superhero, (laughs) um, what would your strengths be and what would your weaknesses be? Well, okay, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think that the, the superhero version of me is very, very good at kind of reading other people's emotional states uh, and can, uh, it is something that, you know, it's both what attracted me to becoming a therapist and what kind of I learned as a therapist. So I think that I can always tell when a couple has just been fighting. Um, I can always tell when someone has been crying fairly recently. I can usually tell when I'm walking into a room where something tense is happening. I'm not saying these are the most magical skills, but I uh, am just highly attuned uh, to kind of the reading a room. Um, weaknesses What are my superhero weaknesses I'm always trying to work on some of them I think for now I'm really bad at getting out of conversations um, <laughs> like really really bad like if I start talking to a stranger at a party we'll end up talking about how many grandparents we have left and you know we'll, we'll get way deeper than is necessary just because I don't know how to like gracefully exit uh, a conversation and I'm also still I, I think i when I am not feeling well or when I'm in any t- kind of physically vulnerable in any way, I tend to lie about it and pretend that I'm doing fine, um, much to my detriment. And I've gotten way better at that over the years, but I think that's still something that my superhero is, is a weakness that I could probably work on. For some reason, I think somehow I'm gonna, people are gonna think less of me if they think that I'm physically vulnerable. It's such a weird, it's an odd thing. Um, but it's one of, that's one I'm still working on, I would say my, my superhero is still working on. It sounds like your kryptonite is awkward silences. Oh, my goodness. I'll fill them. I'll fill them with anything. <laughs> Whether or not it's a good idea or not, I will just talk. I will fill any silence. It's great. <laughs> so one thing that I think is interesting about the world of superheroes is is the gendered nature of, of powers. How in a lot of comic books, uh, female superheroes are more likely to have more passive powers, such as invisibility, such as mind reading, um, whereas male superheroes, at least traditionally, have more action-oriented powers, you know, the ability to laser vision somebody, the ability um, to get super big and crush somebody. Um, How does that thinking play into your ideas about how superheroes can teach us about self-care? Um, that's very interesting. I actually had, that's a question I've never actually been asked before, but I think, uh, that's actually quite interesting. I think that they, it, it definitely plays into it. I feel like when we're thinking about ourselves, at least so far, the people that I talked to for the book and the the people I've talked to since the book, I kind of feel like the biggest issue I've run into is that women tend to not, they don't tend to see what their strengths are, or they tend to like, if I bring up like, well, you have this strength, they'll go, oh no, I mean, that's not anything. So it's interesting that like a female superhero's powers are considered kind of uh, somewhat lesser, somewhat smaller, somewhat less tangible perhaps. Uh, and also the women that I talk to often, even if they're intangible, think that those are those are not their strengths whatsoever and that they aren't really able to find any or that they're embarrassed to kind of talk about them. Whereas often the men I talk to are immediately like, well, I can bench press. I can jump up and touch the ceiling over there. Like they have like an immediate list ready to go. So I think you're right that it does kind of carry over in that 
women aren't even acknowledging those kind of uh, intangible superpowers that they may have as much as they could be and often don't realize that what they have. Like the, I think to me, a superpower of uh, being able to make people feel comfortable, I think that's like a crazy superpower that not a lot of people have. Um, and yet the women I meet or the people I meet in general that have that superpower don't think that it's, it's important or useful or even a thing. Um, and I think a big part of it then is redefining what we consider superpowers to be and what we consider our weaknesses to be also. Yeah, that type of emotional care and emotional work that it takes to make someone feel comfortable and welcome um, and okay with being vulnerable is definitely a superpower that I yeah, personally value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to ask you one more question, and it's sure. I hope we could close on this quote from your book. Um, it's from your introduction to the book that says, we're here on this earth to progress. It's not that you need to change to be good enough. We are already good enough. It's about making the choice to be different if you want to. Can you just talk a little bit more about that quote? I think uh, for me, as I said before, I definitely had a bit of a chip on my shoulder for a while. I kind of was pretty unhappy with myself for long stretches. And I also was quite resentful that anybody would even want me to change and that me acknowledging that I needed to improve on anything was me acknowledging uh, the world's view of myself. And so I think for me, I, I wanted to make it very clear with my book that like, I'm not saying that we all need to get better. I'm not saying that everybody's constantly got to be striving to be better, 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 because that sets up something incredibly stressful um, and often unattainable and and just kind of lame. You don't want to think that you're not as good as you could be and that you're not good enough. Uh, so I think the main thing I always wanted to drive home is that even though it's a self-improvement guide, you're good enough. You're absolutely good enough where you are. You're making it. You're surviving where you are. And that's a feat in itself. This is just for if you want to kind of add an extra layer, because whatever you're doing, the days are going by either way. So you can have days, weeks, months at a time where you're just kind of going, you know, getting through and doing whatever you can to kind of get through the day and kind of staying where you are. But also, if you choose, you can choose to kind of work on yourself however you choose to. And I just if you want to, like, strive for something more, here's where you are and here's where you could be. Let's figure out how we can get there. That was writer and comedian and podcast host, Emily V. Gordon. Her book, Super You, Release Your Inner Superhero, is now out from Seal Press. <laughs>